to another edition of Coach Time on the Believe Network. I'm your host, John Lyons, and we've had a lot of guests in recent weeks on this show, but it's a solo project for me today, and I'm going to give you two things. One, I'm going to tell you who's going to win the NBA Finals and why, and then after the break, I'm going to tell you who's going to win the Stanley Cup Final and why. Two great series, I think, setting up for us both in the NBA and the NHL. We had some really entertaining conference final action in both sports as well, leading up to this really great playoffs as a whole, a lot of great moments, you know, looking back, you know, Boston, the Celtics almost overcome that Oh three deficit Miami wins game seven. We saw the Lakers get all the way to the Western conference finals on the West side. We saw Sacramento push golden state to seven games. And then in hockey, Florida's run Toronto finally wins a playoff series. Vegas has a great run through the West as well. Dallas making things interesting after getting down 0-3 in their series. So we had a really interesting playoff setting ourselves up to these championship rounds. And I want to start with the NBA Finals, where the Denver Nuggets, who were the one seed in the West this year at 53-29, and 29, they're facing the Miami Heat, who were a play-in team, and they lost that first play-in game. So they're an eight seed. They are the only, the second eight seed to make the NBA Finals. The first one is the 1999 Knicks, who lost to the Spurs in the NBA Finals in 1999. Now, to me, there's a few things that jump out at me. Now, obviously, Miami, you know, they they beat Milwaukee. They have this great run against Boston. They get up 3-0, and then they win game seven after losing three. But I think Denver's a team, they haven't faced anything like Denver before because I think Boston's roster is as good, probably even a little bit better than Denver's. But Jokic is a better player than anyone they've faced. And the balance of Denver between Jokic and Murray is just something they haven't quite faced because they didn't have a healthy Giannis. And Boston just was not consistent at all in that Eastern Conference Finals. Whereas in the NBA Finals, I think they're going to see that from Denver. And Denver is an extremely tough place to play. They're 42-7 and at home this year, including 8-0 in the playoffs. So Denver having home court advantage, all they have to do is win their home games, which is what they've done consistently all year long. I think Miami going into game one, look, a lot of times with seven-game series, well, when a team comes off a seven-game series, they have difficulty uh, in game one, the next series, because they're tired out. And in the NBA Finals, we've seen teams that have a five-plus rest day advantage. And just to be clear, Denver has 10 days of rest. Miami's only got a few, so their rest advantage is over five days. Teams with a five-plus day rest advantage at home are 8-1 and one in Game 1 of the NBA Finals. So not only is Denver awesome at home to begin with, the numbers line up with them, and I think the matchup is tough for Miami as well. So Denver beat the Lakers to get here. We saw Miami beat Milwaukee and Boston. Denver also beat Phoenix in the second round. So both of these teams are battle-tested. They both had really difficult roles, uh, excuse me, paths to get there. And with Denver because I'm picking Denver in this series, and I'll explain why in a, in a little bit. The biggest thing that stands out, you look at how some of their players have elevated in the playoffs. Like We've talked a lot about Miami and their undrafted guys elevating, playoff Jimmy Butler. Denver, Nikola Jokic, for just, and just look at the series against the Lakers that they ended up sweeping. So Denver, Jokic was 27, 14, and 11 for the series. Murray, 32, 6, and 5. So their top two guys were elite in that series. And it wasn't just them. Aaron Gordon played well. We saw Porter Jr. have a big role in it. So 
I think their top guys are playing really well right now. They complement each other really well as all. And a big thing, too, that Miami took advantage of in the series against Boston, especially is turnovers. We saw Jalen Brown have eight turnovers in game seven. The Celtics as a team in the four games they lost were really careless with the basketball. Denver is number one in turnover rate in the playoffs. It's 11.7 per 100 possessions. So they're number one in turnover rate. Now Miami, during the regular season, were number three in turnover rate forced. They were number three, and of course they did so well against Boston. So I think turnovers are big in any series, but especially this series, because I think if Miami doesn't force turnovers, they're not going to be able to score with Denver. We saw it against Boston. In the three games that Boston took better care of the ball and was a little bit more actively active on their own defensive end, Miami couldn't hang with them for large stretches. Boston won comfortably in game four. They won comfortably in game five. And in game six, it came down to the end, but they were had a comfortable lead for most of the second half before they stopped hitting shots. But really, when Boston didn't turn the ball over, they outplayed Miami. And I think Denver being the best at that, that's going to be a huge issue for Miami. So when I look at this series, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo are really big too. But I think Caleb Martin to me should have been the MVP of the Eastern Conference Finals. He was awesome. He had 26 points in Game 7. He had multiple games of over 20 points. Shot the lights out of the gym in Game 2 in Boston as well. So they need their players to step up. But I think Denver has the edge in overall depth and roster. So first of all, Jokic is better than anyone that Miami has. Jamal Murray, you could even make the case. You could probably put Jimmy Butler above him, but that's close. And then you go beyond that. I mean, I'm taking Jamal Murray over Bam, no problem. I'm taking Aaron Gordon over anyone else on Miami. And Aaron Gordon, by the way, really interesting potential assignment. If he's going to end up defending Jimmy Butler a lot, he defended Carl Anthony Towns. He defended Kevin Durant. Jimmy Butler's a little bit different, right? He's not as big as Carl Anthony Towns. He's not as long as Kevin Durant, but he's a great playmaker. He's a very smart player, great scorer as well. So he's and he's big and he's thick big and strong. So I think it's a unique challenge, but I also think Aaron Gordon is a great defender and he's somebody that Jimmy Butler might have a little bit of trouble. We saw when Jalen Brown played defense really well on Jimmy Butler in that series at times, it looked really good. Same with Marcus Smart. Now they were wildly inconsistent, which is why this preview is about the Miami Heat in the NBA finals and not the Boston Celtics. But I do think that the Nuggets, top to bottom, I just like that. And again, Boston had a better roster, but you put in the fact that their stars complement each other so well. They're playing so well together right now. They don't turn the basketball over. Their coach, highly experienced coach. So it's the first NBA Finals for Denver as an organization, but they still have a lot of experienced pieces. And, and I think that's important there as well. So I'm going with Denver in this series. I think they win game one. I think they win game two. I think they lose game three and then win it eventually in five games. I think they win games four and five. So I have Denver in five games. Credit to Miami for this awesome run. And hey, Miami very well could make this a six-game or seven-game series. We saw them beat Milwaukee. We saw them take Boston to seven games and win in Boston in seven games. So this Miami team and what they've built, I think, is awesome. Credit to them. I just think Denver right now, the rest helps the high-end talent level helps, how connected they are and how well they're playing together helps. And the fact that 
Yes, Eric Spolster has the edge coaching, but he doesn't have as big an edge as he did over Mike Budenholzer or Joe Mazzula. So I think the coaching matchup's a lot closer than it was in those two series, especially Eastern Conference Finals. So going with Denver in five games, I think Nikola Jokic is the MVP of the series, but I think Jamal Murray is going to have a huge series. And Aaron Gordon's going to be a guy that if Denver does win, he won't get the MVP, but we're going to look at him as the most underrated piece or X factor, if you will, of them winning. So that's my preview of the NBA Finals. Everything you need to know about the NBA Finals in about six or seven minutes. Stick with us here. Quick break and a word from our sponsors. I'm going to do the same same thing for the Stanley Cup Final coming up next. Welcome back into Coach Time. I'm your host, John Lyons, here on the Believe Network. We just finished previewing the NBA Finals. I do have the Nuggets winning that series in five games. I think it'll be a competitive five games, but I have the winning... In five. Up now, Stanley Cup final. This is a great time of year. By the way, the month of June, I think, is the second best sports month of the year. Number one is October. You have the NFL in full swing, college football, the World Series. You also have the uh, NBA and NHL starting. So October to me is number one. But number two, you have baseball going in June, but you more importantly have the NBA finals and the Stanley Cup final. So it is second best sports month of the year to me. And I love June every year, no matter who's playing in the NBA finals or Stanley cup final. I love June. So in this Stanley cup final, we have the Vegas golden Knights versus the Florida Panthers. Now the Vegas golden Knights, they had 52, 51 wins this year, excuse me. And Florida had 42 Vegas only been a team for six years. Now they're playing in their second Stanley cup final already. Pretty damn impressive. Florida. You might remember they were the president's trophy winner last year. Lost in the second round to Tampa Bay, came back this year, barely got in as the last seed in the Eastern Conference. They get down 3-1 to Boston, a team that had set the regular season wins record, was playing awesome. And they really outplayed Boston, not just in the four games they beat Boston. They came back from 3-1. They outplayed them most of that series. And they come back against Boston. Then they beat Toronto. They sweep the Eastern Conference final over the Carolina Hurricanes and route to getting to the Stanley Cup Finals. Vegas, they fired their coach last year. They bring in Bruce Cassidy, formerly of the Boston Bruins. Jack Eichel in his second season with the team hits his stride. They go through the Western Conference. Here they are in the Stanley Cup Final. These two teams split their season series one-to-one. And a cool thing here, I mentioned earlier in the NBA Finals how it was Denver's first time there. So it's not the first time the Golden Knights have been there. It's their second time. But neither of these teams have won a cup, which I think is cool. So whoever wins this will be a first-time Stanley Cup champion in their franchise history. I think that's awesome. But even though neither team has won a Stanley Cup, you have the Knights, Alec Martinez, and Jonathan Quick. They won two cups with the LA Kings in 2012 and 2014. And for the Panthers, Eric Stahl won a Stanley Cup with the Hurricanes in 2006. So even though... These teams, we're looking at they've never won a Stanley Cup. There are some Stanley Cup experience there and some Stanley Cup champion experience there. Also, both coaches have coached in a Stanley Cup final. Uh, Bruce Cassidy in 2019 with the Bruins. Paul Maurice of Florida coached in the Stanley Cup final in 2002. So it's been a while for him, but he's been there before. Bruce Cassidy, obviously, more recently. For Vegas, they the thing that stands out to me about Vegas is their balance. Their offense, look, it's led by Jack Eichel. He's the big star, number two, former number two overall pick. He leads them in playoff scoring. He has six goals, 12 assists for a total of 18 points. But 
they have six guys with over 14 points. They have seven guys with over 11, right? So we're talking when you have six guys of over 14 points led by Jack Eichel, that is a very strong and balanced attack. Whereas Florida, the toughest series they had was against Boston, which was the most balanced offensive attack that they faced. And I know Boston made a crap ton of mistakes in that series and they blew a 3-1 lead. But the point is they had three true offensive lines and Florida had the most trouble with that of anyone they've played in the postseason. And I think Vegas, Vegas's balance to me in this series is huge. Their goaltending situation, Adam Hill took over during game three of the second round because of an injury. Since then, he's seven and three with a 2.07 goals against average, a 937 save percentage as well. So he comes in game three of the second round. They don't miss a beat. He plays great. They end up getting a 3-0 lead in the conference final. They end up they won it in six games, but this is something that he comes in. Cold essentially plays really well. So the balance of Vegas, and I think Bruce Cassidy's recent experience in the Stanley Cup final, those are things that stand out. For Florida, I mentioned that they were a team that last year won the President's Trophy, and they really had an embarrassing showing in the playoffs, and they decided to make a franchise-altering move, gave up a lot of assets to go get Matthew Kachuk. And not only has it paid off in the regular season, it's elevated itself in the playoffs. So he leads the team with 21 points in the playoffs, nine goals. He's a Hart Trophy finalist from the regular season. So he had an MVP caliber regular season with 40 goals. He's had a Conn Smythe caliber playoff so far with nine goals, 21 total points. And in the Eastern Conference Final, he scored two overtime game winners. And then in game four to clinch a sweep, he scored a goal with 4.9 seconds left to win the game. So not only has he changed the DNA of that team and he's brought some edge and brought some toughness, he scored massive goals and he's been an elite player. It's not often you, you have plenty of elite scorers or elite players and then you have guys that have the edge. Matthew Kachuk has brought both to Florida. And that's why to me, once they got by Boston, I have not been surprised to see them in the Stanley Cup final. Their biggest test was Boston and they did and I know it was the first round. Once they got by them, I was not surprised they beat Toronto, not surprised they beat Carolina, although I did think Carolina would make that a good series. I thought personally, I did think Carolina would win that series, but I wasn't surprised when Florida did it because to get through Boston and to be as balanced as they were and playing as well as they were, I, I wasn't shocked to see them win it. Their goaltending situation is also really interesting too. Sergei Bobrovsky is their starter now. You may remember in 2019, he was such a dominant player. He got the Blue Jackets to the second round. And you might think, oh, second round, but they beat the President's Trophy winning Tampa Bay Lightning in round one. He played well against the Bruins in round two that year. Tuka Rask was just playing on another level. The Bruins eventually went to the Stanley Cup final. He signed a big free agent contract in Florida after that. And this year, a lot of inconsistencies. Early in the playoffs, Alex Lyon was the starter. He comes in in game four after Alex Lyon played really poorly, especially in game three, but he had not played well at all early in the first round, but especially game three. And since then, 11-2, and 2.21 goals against average, 9.35 save percentage. He's looked like that guy from 2019 that signed that big free agent contract after a great playoff run. So both of these teams, some interesting goaltending situations. I think this personally is a really evenly matched series. I mentioned both coaches have been to a Stanley Cup final, the balance scoring on Vegas, how good Kachuk has been on Florida, but make no mistake, Florida has been a balanced team as well. That's how they beat Boston. That's how they suffocated Toronto and Carolina. And then 
it's just the goaltending situation, like two guys who came in during the playoffs, but have played great. So I, I think it's a really interesting and very close series. I think this series goes seven games. I think Vegas wins it in game seven, but it, I really, much like I said, I wasn't shocked that Florida beat Carolina in the East Conference Finals. I am not going to be shocked by any result in this series. I think out of the seven games, I think five or six are close, two goals or less margin. I Really, I think six out of the seven games are close games. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to go out on a limb and say six out of the seven games are close games. Florida, to me, I think they're great. I just think the balance of Vegas will show up at a couple key points, maybe a, a key point in game four in game seven itself. So uh, I think Florida is at an amazing run. I'm not going to be shocked if they win. I think Vegas wins this series in seven games. I think it's a classic of a series as well. So there you have it. I have Denver winning the NBA finals in five. I have Vegas winning the Stanley cup final in seven. I think we're in the next two and a half weeks. We are in store for some awesome sports on our televisions, folks, or wherever you watch your sports. But we're in store for some awesome sports coming up with the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup Final. I wish they could all go seven games so we could get as much as possible, and I think the Stanley Cup Final will. This time next week, I have a very interesting episode. I have a really cool guest to talk MLB, so make sure you tune in for that. But until then, I'm John Lyons here on the Believe Network. Thank you very much for listening. And I'll talk to you with a special guest next week.